you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, hey, hey. Our test is in the stands. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell gonna oh, freeze. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Points in the Paint podcast. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. We are sponsored by Stadium, and it is our Christmas-themed episode. Christmas right around the corner on Saturday. We got the Christmas Day NBA games. We got the Christmas-themed podcast episode, and we got a lot of COVID to deal with in the NBA. Lots to talk about. I'm Ben Wittenstein. I am Zach Badgerhouse, always in the house, Vinny boy. And, uh, yeah, Zach, it's um, it's been a week. It's been two weeks in NBA craziness with COVID, with game postponements, game cancellations, players being in and out. Uh, this has been, if not the weirdest, definitely one of the weirdest weeks in the NBA since they had to uh, cancel the season in 2020. Yeah, it's kind of pushing towards that type of momentum. But I do know that Adam Silver came out today. He said there's not going to be any postponement of any games or any, well, any pause on the season anytime soon. Maybe some postponement in games, but as far as cancel, as far as canceling the season or postponing the season right now, that doesn't look likely as of right now. Yeah, so luckily that's a good thing. That is actually the one big thing, so we'll get to that in a second. We do want to say, again, with the holidays, we appreciate everyone listening um, all around the world, wherever you may get the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever we, uh, we love that we have our listeners, our points in the painters, and we love hearing from you with that said too, Zach, we have voicemails this week mm-hmm. from a couple listeners that they wanted to get their voice heard. Um, so we will play that in just a second. Again, if you want to call that number seven, seven, three, two, seven, three, nine, zero, eight, eight, you have anything to say about the NBA and what the NBA is doing with COVID? If you want to give a shout out to uh, a replacement player that you like, because there's a lot of replacement <laughs> players that have been uh, going to be going into the NBA in the next couple of weeks for sure. Give it a call. You know, maybe you had one too many drinks at the holiday party. That's fine. Give us a call. 773-273-9088. Zach, so let's get to these voicemails um, and we'll do one big thing right afterwards. Hello. Please leave a message after the tone. Yo, what's up, my guys? I'm back again. I'm Cleveland. Look, so I talked to my buddy Zach earlier, and we discussed these calves. He had some funny stuff to say, but I won't repeat half of it. But, now nah, when it came to the All-Star game, he said, you might have one All-Star. I'm like, nah, we'll have two. He said, oh, well, you got to call and explain. Why do you think you guys have two All-Stars? Now, he gave us Jerry Allen. He said, okay, I see Jerry Allen. I'm like, all right, bet. I would say that, too, because he leads all East centers in rebounds, and he leads all East centers in points, too. But that second guy that he didn't quite want to see eye to eye on or he didn't know yet until I'm about to enlighten him right now is Darius Garland. Now, Darius Garland is averaging 19-7. and There's only 
eight guys in the league that's averaging that or more. James Harden, Luka, Trey Young, Russell Westbrook, LaMelo Ball, Dane, and Jokic. That last person is Darius Garland. Darius Garland is shooting 46.7% from the field, only behind Jokic. He's shooting 38.9% from three, only behind LaMelo Ball. Only Russell Westbrook out of that entire group has played more games than him, and that's only one game. Oh, and not to mention, only Jokic, Dame, and LaMelo has less turnovers than that guy. That's an all-star, man. That's an all-star. Hey, guys. What's up, Ben? What's up, Zach? Zach, congrats, bro. This is Amani, man. Congrats, bro. As far as the podcast, the podcast, I think it's great. Um, and just a little bit on the Lakers, you guys are talking about, you know, you're getting better, but not a finished product, and the jury is still out. But uh, I don't think you guys bring up that, you know, Trevor Reza or none haven't played, which they brought in those two guys during the offseason thinking they were going to be um, major factors, especially none with his offensive power, which um, will only add to, I think, which is the sixth best bench scoring unit in the league right now, I believe, on the Lakers. So that can only get better uh, with none if you know if he comes back healthy. And then as far as defensively, you know, Trevor Reza being able just to switch you know, small ball lineups kind of play the four now, and then move everybody to the five and the closing lineups, and then he offers shooting as well, and a little bit of testosterone ability. So I think that's going to only make the product that you see better. You know, obviously it hasn't been great. Um, so far, they've been a little bit better, but I think that product isn't finishing. They can definitely get better. You know, I just wanted to add those little comments. I didn't see you guys take that into uh, account, you know, on the podcast, with just some of the injuries they still have, or people come back from injuries that could make a difference. I know, you know, Terry's up there in age, but he definitely still play and offer um, kind of like an equal dollar role, you know, still offer um, defense and, and some timely shots and stuff like that. So, hey, thanks, man. I love you guys' podcast. Keep doing your thing. Cleveland, I'm back. So, usually I don't do this call twice in one day, but um, I think something that you guys should know. I'm on Instagram earlier scrolling the NBA uh, 2K Comfort and Darius Garland rating that just went up. He's at 85 now. I believe that's all star material. All right. We appreciate the calls. Silly. We got Cleveland calling in. He, uh, <laughs> he really is high on Darius Garland. I love too that. Too high. <laughs> He's too, too high. high because, it, like, you get to name it all those players he was naming. Trey Young, who's in the East, and LaMelo Ball, who's in the East. And those are two guys that you know you have to consider for an all-star selection that you're probably going to consider over Darius Garland. And that's no shade to Mr. 19.7 assists per night on the season a point guard out there in the land. No disrespect to him at all, but there are some other candidates for the all-star selection that I believe could surpass Darius Garland. He has, I will say, (laughs) you know, I don't, I don't know if you think he would be fine for like a most improved player because he was still pretty good last season. 17 points a game this year. He's 19 points a game, and he's just playing better all around. Six assists last year, this year, seven assists. I mean, he did a good job listing out the stats. It's very obvious Darius Garland is getting better. He's only 22, so he's going to keep improving. And and I think the fact that Colin Sexton isn't in the lineup, it allows a little bit more ball control and, and ability to score from Garland. He's just mm-hmm. been fun. That whole Cleveland team, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago, they've just been fun. They play hard. They're built well together. They have a hell of a of a twin towers with Mobley, 
Jared Allen down there. You know, it's it's a fun team, and it's a big part that they are good because of Darius Garland. Exactly. And Jared Allen, that's the guy that I'm choosing for the all-star team from out there in Cleveland. You know, I think he's the guy he's that's great. going to be selected. You know, Evan Mobley obviously is a great candidate too, probably, but he's a rookie, so he probably won't get that nod. But I do like what they've done in Cleveland and if I had to pick an all-star, it would be Jared Allen, not Darius Garland. And it's interesting. <laughs> he said he's, he's an 85. Darius Garland's an 85 in NBA 2K. So I don't, I don't know <laughs> if there's like a line, like an all-star has to be a certain number in NBA 2K. I think that should be a rule, but I don't, uh, that's impressive that he's an 89. I will say oh, that. that. Is. He, the fact that he's gone up to an 89, I think he, I mean, I don't know if he'll get to 90 in 2K, but it's going up. 85 rooms, pretty good. <laughs> then we got some Laker talk. That's Laker talk with Trevor Reza. Love that. Who doesn't want Trevor Reza back in the league? Chris, uh, yeah, I think he mentioned Chris Nunn too. You know, uh, I know they picked him up. Yeah. The um, Los Angeles Lakers, and so that was good for them. And he hasn't played, and so I guess that is something to consider. But the Lakers aren't on my. Uh, they're on my. They're not on my. Nice list, if no. you will. <laughs> no, I, I, I think you're a little low on the Lakers. We'll get to that in a second because you do have a lot to say about the Los Angeles Lakers. So let's do one big thing. Just one thing. One thing. Mm. One big thing that we saw from this week, and uh, of course, it's going to be COVID related. Um, my one big thing of the week, Zach, is actually happened today. Is that this recording on Tuesday when? Adam Silver, commissioner, came out and he said, "We're not going to stop play. We're going to play through this," um, which. You know, I, I think if we're talking about this happening in 2020 when we don't have the vaccine and we don't have people getting boosters, I think that would be the wrong decision. But because it's 2021, almost 2022, we have most of the league vaccinated. He said 65% of the league has their booster shots. I think you can probably safely say that we can continue the NBA without postponing, without stopping the season fairly safely for these players. And what the solution that they created, I think, is a fairly smart one where they said, you know what, you can bring in these replacement players, you can sign them to 10-day contracts, you can increase the two-way contracts for the guys that are on two-way contracts, switching between the G League and the NBA. It's not going to affect your cap room space, which is huge as well, so you don't have teams worried about signing someone and it affecting the luxury tax. So I think everything the NBA has done for the most part, I think, has been the right move. Yeah, for the most part, right? Because, you know, players are doing what they can, owners and teams, Adam Silver. They've, I feel like the NBA has done a good job overall with the COVID situation and even allowing replacement players to yeah. be in, you know, and so we get to see all these players that we haven't seen in a while, you know, come back out on the court and try to, you know, keep a job. You know, this is kind of like, this is kind of like, you know, a tryout in a sense, you know, for a long term. And I think some of these guys may end up staying on a roster because the level of productivity they've been able to provide for these teams who need some replacement players out there. I think uh, Boston has signed like the most so far. Yeah, I think you're right. And that's one, that's your one big thing, right? Is, just the replacement players and them coming in, it, it all kind of intertwines, right? With the NBA saying, we're not going to cancel game or we're not going to cancel the league. We might postpone games here or there, but we're going to keep the league going. I understand that, right? You got to go where the money is. You got to keep going where the money will flow. You got to get the money to the teams. You have to get the money to the TV stations that brought, broadcast these games. You know, everyone that's involved in the NBA needs to continue to make money. And I think Adam Silver and the league understand that. And if you can safely do this league where most of the players have the vaccine, I, I think they should 
probably try. It's a better position than they were last season where they mm-hmm. said we have to go in the bubble. Their vaccine doesn't exist yet. It's going to spread. It may cause harm to the players if they get COVID. That was smart. And now we're in a different position towards the end of 2021 where I think you could safely say, okay, we'll continue the league. That's all right. We're going to have these replacement players. Now, are the games going to be worse because the talent level is going to go down? Now, that may be an issue. <laughs> now, they may get worse, but they might get a lot more fun because it's just going to be ridiculously insane with free-for-alls and just insane players who you've never heard of before doing crazy things. I think it's going to be bad talent-wise, but just watching it could be fun. I don't know if it's going to be fun. I mean, you got a bunch of guys out there <laughs> that that is from sitting on the couch. The average, <laughs> that, let me tell you something. The average p- person sitting on the couch watching these replacement players are not only going to say who is that, but are also going to say, well, I could have did that <laughs> if they were going <laughs> to pick him up. I know yeah. how people are. And so, you know, these, these COVID play, COVID replacement players, that are coming in, whether it's G League or just flat out free agency, you know, I'm curious, just like you are, to see what's going to transpire. You know, like I said, Boston, they picked up C.J. Miles and Justin Jackson yep. and Theo Penson and Langston Galloway got picked up and Alonzo A bunch McKinney of college dudes. Bulls. Yes, a bunch of dudes that you heard about in, in college. college are all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. on an NBA roster. Alonzo McKinney, Chicago native, is yeah. playing for the Bulls, providing some good minutes. I see he was he was balling the last game. I got to say he was balling the last game, and they gave him like twenty five minutes too so far on average through the three games he's played. And so you know if you can find somebody that's gonna give you productive minutes on your roster, then so be it with these replacement players being. What about Lance Stevenson going to the Atlanta Hawks? I did. I don't see know that. what the hell to expect from Lance Stevenson in the year 2021, but he's back. Lance mm-hmm. is back, which, man, 10 day contract for him. So he's going to have 10 days. Hopefully he's fully vaccinated, doesn't catch COVID, is able to play a couple games because that's going to be really fun. Seeing Lance Stevenson back is, is going to be great. I posted on the stadium Twitter account about like some guys who people would want to see. You know, you got what Nate Robinson who could be a potential person to come back. I mean, I even put a picture of uh, Danny Granger. Remember Danny Granger from the, uh, from the Panthers? Panthers? Of course. Yeah. I mean, he, someone should give him a call. Oh, he's 38. He's a little bit older, but he's a, listen. Oh, JJ Reddick, maybe he, I mean, he fresh out of retirement. That's he fresh, true. He fresh out. He fresh out. <laughs> you get a little JJ Reddick back in your life. I was thinking someone like, even like a, like a Josh Smith. How old's Josh Smith? 36. That's young. He probably still getting young. paid. No, he's not getting paid from Detroit Pistons, but he was still getting paid for the Detroit Pistons up until like 2019 or 2020. Yeah. So he was he was still actively getting paid like a player, whether he was on a team or not. Josh Smith. Oh, my God. It's just like this is this could be a really fun time for like the hardcore NBA fans or even like the hardcore college basketball fans, because what you're going to see is you're just going to see a bunch of dudes, a bunch of names that you never even thought you'd remember. A bunch of names where you're like, oh my god, I forgot that guy existed, and they're gonna they're gonna start showing up. It's not even, no, it's not even like who is this? It's oh my god, this guy's name has been in the back of my head for five years, and I forgot that I even remember him, and now he's coming back. It's great. That's that's the most fun part, and we're gonna be able to see these guys play. Yes, and there's one particular player. That may not have went through. Well, he kind of went through this kind of scenario like Lance Stevenson that we're going to get into later on. 
I'm very excited. All right, let's do dunk or deny because it kind of goes right in this. It's weaving in this for me for what I'm dunking on. I'm dunking on the replacement players. I'm excited. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I, I'll reiterate how excited I am about just seeing these insanely obscure NBA players or obscure college basketball players. Theo Pinson, a guy played what? I think he was on UNC for a yeah, little bit. Oh, he killed Indiana uh, in the Sweet 16. But it's just going to be fun. And I think it's one of those things you have to make the best of a, of a bad situation where you're having these superstars that are going to be out for a week or two being on the, the health and safety protocol list. So you might as well have fun with it. You might as well just watch some of these guys, see what they can do, see some of the old names that you watched in college or that you saw play four or five years ago, come back and, and play in the NBA for a couple of weeks, have a little bit of fun with it, try to get some enjoyment out of it. Cause I think it could be fun to, to watch some of these guys play. Hey, they get 10 days, 10 day contract. Show me what you got. That's probably what in a, in a week, in 10 days, you probably play at the most, what, three to four games maybe. So you get like a, like a four game tryout in a sense to really show a team what you're capable of. And who knows? You may be taking a guy's spot who just so happens to get sick. It's, it can get sticky. It can be a very, you know, funny situation, especially now you're a Bulls fan. So I want to hear this from you. You yeah. saw Kobe White. You saw him perform the way that he did in that last outing. You know, he shot the ball very well. What do you think is going to happen if he continues to play like that while the other guys are out due to the COVID situation? What do you think is going to happen when they return? Yeah, his trade value is going to be up high is what's wow. going to happen. <laughs> you got Io behind him. You got to stick with Io. I think Io is just a better version of Kobe White. And the thing with Kobe, too, is he'll be hot for a couple of games and he'll cool down. He's just inconsistent. So hopefully what will happen is he gets hot, trade value goes up, trade him away for a pick or two, maybe a nice wing. I think that's the move. That's the move mm. for the Chicago Bulls at this point because you have his you have his twin, you have his better version of his twin in Io DeSumo for the most part. So I hopefully he plays well and he does well with the minutes that he's given. He's had a very stressful and a tough year this season with injuries and COVID and being out to start the season. So he's had a tough road. So it would be nice to see him get in the swing of things. But maybe maybe use him as a little bit of trade bait, a little bit Zach. Wow. Well, I'm gonna go ahead. And I'm going to dunk on my main man that was once in Boston, MVP candidate. It looked like for a season. Man, he got it done. IT4, Isaiah Thomas, now with the Los Angeles Lakers, five foot nine, last pick from the Sacramento Kings. Look, all, all of that stuff, you know, all that good stuff. Isaiah Thomas, man, he's five foot nine. You know what I'm saying? We, we like the same height, you know, so he, he give, <laughs> he, give, he give a brother like me, you know, hope. Or a play, he give a kid like that's, you know, my size, my height, that's 16, 17 years old. He gives that kid, you know, some confidence that maybe I can make it to the big league, you know, the NBA. And he's right here. He's right back with the Lakers, and I'm happy for him. He's playing well. You know, defense, we know what the defense is going to be like for a five foot nine guy when the average guard is probably six two, six three. He gonna, he's going to struggle. But I am happy with Isaiah Thomas and him being back in the league and the Lakers actually utilizing him you know, for, for the time being that he's on the roster. And he looked pretty good. Mm -hmm. He looked all right against the Bulls. He was hitting his floaters. He was being aggressive on defense. You know, he's, he's someone who I was surprised was kind of kicked out of the league and that no team wanted him um, because he has value. He's a hard player. He can score uh, for most spots on the court. So (laughs) it's good to see him back. Good to see him in the league. He's one of those guys where you're like, man, 
forgot that he was a player in the NBA a couple years ago, and now he's back. He's playing in the Lakers. I don't know how long he's going to last. If he keeps playing, you know, relatively well, you might as well keep him. He had, what, 13 points against the Bulls, 19 against the Timberwolves. Those are solid numbers. And the Lakers need scoring. And you're going to talk about the Lakers in a second when they need scoring. <laughs> so we might as well just transition to that, Zach, because what are you denying? Because I want to, I'm going to, I think I have a beef with this one because I don't have a deny. I'm going to piggyback off what you're about to say, what you don't like right now. Okay, that's fine. I'm denying the simple fact that the Los Angeles Lakers, from what I just saw recently with them, and there's no Anthony Davis with the MCL sprain for four to six weeks or whatever. He's the youngest superstar on that team. Brian 37 in like a week and a half. He's climbing up there, getting 30 points a night. But it's over, man. The Brian James championship run, it's over. And that hurts to say, especially coming from me. Like, I'm one of the biggest Brown fans. You and me, you know what I'm saying? Agree, agree. A hair out playoff run in 2007, 2008. Like, you know, look at just like Brian, you know, at that point in time. You know, there's me and Brian got history. You know, I have a fandom history with King James. And so to see that team kind of just take its toll and just go in the wrong direction. It look, it's looking like Frank Vogel may get fired. Who knows? But Brian is playing well. Russell's, he's consistent. Then he's inconsistent. He shoots threes. Then he doesn't shoot threes. Team's all over the place, Ben. Got COVID issues. Got COVID issues, obviously. And so they're just in a funk where I feel like they're not going to be able to get out of in time for the playoffs. And then when they do come, I do believe they'll be in the playoffs, but outside of a, First round win, I don't see them doing too much of nothing else. And I really do hope I'm wrong, man. I really do. It's interesting because we talked, I talked about the Los Angeles Lakers being back like two Mm -hmm. weeks ago. It's like two, two and a half weeks ago, probably at this point. And LeBron was playing well. He was coming off a triple double against the Orlando Magic and everything looked like it was upticking in, in LA. And I still believe in them. I don't I haven't lost the hope that it looks like you have lost. I believe in him. <laughs> I, I believe, I believe in, in LeBron. Him. But the Them? thing is I think LeBron is still good enough at this point to carry a team significantly. And he needs he's gonna need help. Isaiah Thomas is, is hopefully gonna help him, you know, a little bit. Don't want to say Isaiah Thomas is the answer to the Los Angeles Lakers problems, because he's not, but he's gonna help him a little bit at least carry some of the offensive load. But they're gonna need Anthony Davis back. They're going to need him back. They're going to need him fully healthy. Keep him out six weeks. Keep him out seven weeks if he needs be. Because the Lakers are probably going to make the playoffs. I think they still have the ability to make the playoffs. They have the talent to be able to sneak in there. I mean, there's ten spots for them to to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I think they'll secure a spot. I don't think they'll even be in a play-in situation. I think they'll at least be a a sixth seed. Yeah, I would agree. And Anthony Davis, if he's back healthy, he'll have some time off. Hopefully he watches tapes. Hopefully he gets his mind right in the game, ready to play. And they're going to be a dangerous team come playoff time. Carmelo's playing great. Your boy's playing awesome. He's shooting lights out. They're wasting the good years of Carmelo Anthony, man. Like these good, bro, we talk, listen, I have a group chat. We talk about this all the time, how Carmelo Anthony, the good games that you're getting are the Carmelo Anthony, are the games they're losing. 
Yeah. All the great productivity you're getting out of Carmelo Anthony, they're losing those games, and that should not be happening because we don't know when Melo's going to have an off night. So you got to take what you can get with Carmelo Anthony going out there scoring 15, 18 points off the bench, shooting lights out from three. Like, you got to take what you can get with the Lakers, but... Man, I don't think that championship I think that championship run for LeBron James has ended. And it's not even his fault. Yeah, it's I, I don't know. I'm not ready to I'm not ready to put a nail in that coffin just yet. Because I think there's still battery, there's still life left with Carmelo, as we saw. Twenty one points against the Bulls, shot forty two percent from three. It was lights out. He's not gonna do that every night. He's gonna do that maybe once, two, three times a month at most. But come playoff time, he's going to be valuable because the, we saw, especially the Bulls game, they collapsed on LeBron when he was in the middle of the court, and all he had to do was kick it out to Melo, and Melo was there to hit the three. So they have the offensive strategy for the most part down. They need to get the defense from 2019 back, and I think that starts with Anthony Davis, the best defender on the team. If he's back, if he's fully healthy, the Lakers, I think, can still be dangerous. If, but they, if, they need him to have the right mindset. You know, he, he doesn't seem to have like that killer instinct that a lot of these superstars have. He needs to not be made of glass. And I think that's it. Problem solved. Easier said than done. But I think it's possible. If if was a fifth, let's just get drunk. OK, <laughs> because <laughs> Anthony, you just said so many ifs for Anthony Davis. Like, he's made of glass. Everything about him just breaks. <laughs> sprains frag like yeah it's, i don't know it's like he's he's six three in the mind sometimes still from like the 10th grade <laughs> yeah, yeah like it, it almost seems like he still hasn't gotten used to his body it's weird and i don't understand it but he just needs to be better ben he needs he to don't. be better when he comes back and it's sad saying that he needs to be better when he's scoring 24 and 10 but it's like the eye test tells you it doesn't even look like it's effective when he's out there. No. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, my man's LeBron is looking like him. We may be stopping the train at four, four championship rings. And we could have had maybe like at least six or seven, buddy. But oh, yeah. well, well, we'll see. Well, we'll have to revisit this on the other side of all these COVID issues. And once February swings by and, and Anthony Davis is back, We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, let's go to what we want to see this week. Future. Zach, we both want to see the same thing, and that's mm-hmm. Christmas Day games. We want to see the Christmas Day games happen. We want to see all of them happen. And if there's not going to be a Christmas Day game for one of these teams, I want them to switch in another team. I don't know if they're going to do that. <laughs> the Bulls are going to do that. <laughs> that would be great. But no, um, wait. I just realized the Bulls don't play on Christmas, and they probably should be a ticket. Get the be Knicks up Christmas. out of there. Just get the no, Knicks yeah, get up the Knicks. out of there. Yeah, get the Knicks out of there, because they're going to die to the Hawks. We, so right now, there is, what, five Christmas games. Uh, we can predict, I, I think they even have some of the lines out for these games. So we can, I mean, we can go through and just predict these games if you want to. Um, I think the Christmas Day game lines have been up for a pretty decent amount of time at some places but let's just pick winners of this game it's probably pretty easy too because it's the knicks and the hawks to start out on the early slate got to go with the hawks on this one both teams kind of been bleh. a little funky as of late but i like trey young getting 25 and 10 in this game on christmas wow. oh wow if he's there you know if he's available if he's there if there's no health and safety protocols being established for trey young i like trey young 
over the New York Knicks on Christmas Day, definitely now, doing something like this. A little cold tray. A little cold tray. The thing is, too, is with all the COVID issues, I mean, I hope Giannis is able to be back. I hope nice. we see fully healthy Celtics team, fully healthy Warriors team. Nice. You know, all these, these, these are big-time teams. The Nets play yeah. on Christmas, and they don't have Kevin Durant. They don't have James Harden. And we haven't even talked about Kyrie Irving, who's coming back, but it's uh, I think it's a home game for the Nets, if I'm not mistaken. It's a Laker game. Remember, I was look, I Oh, you're right. Say, you're right. I it's in this, L.A. I threw this out there, right? You hear me out on this. I threw this out there. <laughs> this conspiracy, right? Okay. So you know how Kyrie trying to come back part-time or whatever. Yeah. He announced it like 10 days before the Laker game? <laughs> where's where's the Laker game? Oh, the crypto Okay, so hmm, interesting. You want to come back now as we get? Oh, and you got to sit out for COVID health and safety protocols, but that'll probably be just in time, Kyrie, to play against Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, I, see I love it. Well, the NBA kind of uh, nudging the Nets. You you gotta <laughs> let Kyrie back and play for Christmas. I like that. I see what they did. <laughs> I like it. I think that's a that's a good conspiracy because honestly, that's probably true. NBA oh, a little nudge, wink, wink. Nets, you gotta bring you gotta bring Kyrie back at least for a little bit. He may not be able to play more than four games through January, but one of those games <laughs> for sure is gonna be on Christmas. <laughs> uh, you got Suns Warriors. That's gonna actually be the most fun game probably. Mm-hmm. Hopefully something. Devin's back because that hamstring, man, yeah, lingering. Yeah, hope, hopefully everyone in the Suns will be healthy. Same with the Warriors. Um, Jazz Mavericks probably won't be. If Luca and Kristaps are back, you know Luca's been in and out, had issues with with health and safety, and and Kristaps is perennially questionable for every single game he plays at this point. So the the potential is there, but if you got everyone that's out for health and safety. It's not going to be a fun Christmas. So hopefully, all the teams are healthy. And I, I don't, I don't see the NBA canceling a game on Christmas at this point, especially with what Adam Silver has come out and said. But you just, you really never know. So that that's the thing I think both of us want to see this week is all the Christmas games played with all the superstars as many as they can get fully healthy and back. Yeah, you know, in these next few days or so, I'm really hoping Giannis can get cleared. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are still there, so that's good. You know, you want to see those guys out there and be available. LeBron and Russ is there, and they're going to be available as of right now for the Nets game, and so that's good. Kyrie, I'm really sold on the fact that he's probably going to play. And yeah. James, Harden's, James Harden's been out longer than Kevin Durant, so there's a chance that James Harden will play. You know, so we hope for both of those. There hasn't been anything with Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert, anything like that with the Jazz, anything with um. What's yeah, the they've score? been they've Jordan been Clarkson. healthy. Yeah, they've, they've been, been healthy. weirdly healthy, and I think I was reading about this too with, from a from a Jazz reporter who was talking about they've stayed healthy because a uh, the the virus hasn't really carried out west as quickly as it because it kind of started in the eastern part of the United States, midwestern part kind of was more heavy around there, starting to move a little bit more west. But also the Jazz haven't really traveled a lot. They've had a lot of home games in the past week or two, so they've kind okay. of just been staying put. So hopefully for the Jazz, they're not going to be catching COVID before Christmas. Now, the fact that they're kind of the last team that hasn't been hit, you could probably bet on them maybe having some COVID issues before Christmas Day games on Saturday, but you just don't know. 
You just don't know. But like Cleveland was one of those teams, similar scenario, right? They yeah. didn't have that many. And when I was talking to the, when I was talking to Mr. Cleveland, we both, established, we both, we both established the fact that one of the reasons why they have been successful, the Cleveland Cavaliers, was the fact they've been able to avoid up until this point. Not now, because I believe they have like eight guys on the health and safety protocol list now. But before then, they had did a good job of staying away from that scenario. And so now they're in that situation. So their season can be a little funky in the next two weeks. Let's do stat of the week. One, two. Three, four, five. <laughs> because as with everything we have been talking about this week, it has to do with COVID. What's <laughs> the stat of the week, Zach? 25%. And that's how many players in the league have COVID, have tested positive for COVID as of right now. 25% of the league. And you know, Ben, it's only like 400 and some miles. Players in the league, so that's a nice chunk amount of players and a lot of notable players too, as we just mentioned. Yeah, you have a bunch of superstars that have been out. Giannis being one of the big ones, and of course Durant and Harden, and a lot of people in the East on these Eastern teams have been hit with COVID. Zach Levine on the Chicago Bulls has has been struggling. So you hope that maybe they have to go through this wave in December and January. And then you build up some protection with the players and COVID, the wave kind of dies down. And by the playoffs, you got everyone boosted, everyone healthy. That's the hope. I don't know if it's going to be true, but that's the hope. What I believe you said, what, 65 percent have the booster. So hopefully, you know, by the time January, February, we can increase those numbers to maybe 85, closer to 90 percent. So we can really keep the ball rolling in NBA season because the last thing we really want, Ben, is for the NBA season to be on pause. Not the NBA season. NFL just did the, they just did everything they could to keep their season going week by week. Listen, we playing on Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever we got to do. The NBA is going to move Christmas to Sunday, (laughs) Christmas to Monday. Maybe I don't know if the NBA should do what the NFL is doing, and I don't know if it's smart or not. I'm not in any way qualified to say if it's good or not. But what the NFL is doing, right, is they're saying we're only going to test people if they have symptoms. So it really decreases the people who are tested. So you don't have those positive COVID tests for asymptomatic players. So with the NFL, what's going to happen in the NFL is you're going to see a, a huge decrease in the amount of COVID cases because they're just not going to test people who aren't showing symptoms. I don't know if the NBA is going to do that, Zach, but – Maybe that's a route they've been thinking about doing. Um, it's definitely going to help them because it's going to less cancellation because you're just like less people have COVID because you're not testing them. Um, but I mean, I'm sure that's a route that they have been thinking about doing. Whoa, Game of the week. Next. All right, let's start. Let's let's do a little bit of betting with everything. Mm. The craziness going on. Let's end this show with some betting. <laughs> Zach's game of the week. Zach's game of the week. Listen here, folks. I know I'll probably let y'all down with the Houston and the New York Knicks bet last week. Money line take Houston and the New York Knicks go out there and just hammer the Houston Rockets. But I will say this, though, in my defense, people, I will say this. Christian Woods, I was very high on him last week. He did not play. He's back now. Christian Woods for Houston Rockets, but he did not play last week. So that may have been one of the reasons that the Houston Rockets did not get it done against the New York Knicks. But guess what, people? This week, 
You're we back. gonna fade the Knicks again. <laughs> we back again. We are taking the Washington Wizards, the beloved Washington Wizards, on this podcast over the New York Knicks money line straight up. That's what I like, Bradley Bill, to get it done over Julius Randle with the New York Knickerbockers. That's what I like this week. I'm two and three. Let's see if we can get back to 500 this week, folks. Here we go. I love it. That's Zach's betting corner, and hopefully it improves. You, you're on a down streak, which means the up streak is about to come. The winning streak is coming our way. Mm, you started from the bottom. Only, you know, we got to get to the top, baby. We got to get back to the top. <laughs> and that's going to conclude this edition of the Points in the Pain podcast presented by Stadium. I'm Zach Badgerhouse. That was my main man, Big Wittenstein. You can follow us both respectively on our social handles. Make sure you follow at Points Paint on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube to see all our interviews, to see these lovely faces of ours. You can also follow Shams for all your NBA news around the association. Come on now, Sham Bombs. You know how he does. That's perfect, You've right? You've been dropping a lot because of the replacement players. Mm-hmm. And you, you, so there you go. You can catch up on all your replacement players and all the news just like that. There you go. You're right, Ben. And catch Inside the Association with Cam Smith and Shams and the crew every Thursday. Listen to Sharp Lessons with Ben Wittenstein and Nate Jacobson for all your betting tips. And tape don't lie with Michael Felder for all things football. And you will hear from us next week.